Hello, I'm a bored housewife with too much money. Apparently what people think that I am based on recent comments on my video. If you are just coming into my life at this point, I may be thinking like, oh, she must have married like a rich older man. Maybe she's got a trust fund. Nope, that's not how we got here. There were years where you did not see us living paycheck to paycheck, broke in tiny houses, just scrapping to get by. But if you wanna hear a little more about that story, come on in and let's chat. We're in my basement because we are always living through a constant construction zone. Saws and drills going on upstairs, so we're down here where it's a little more quiet. The velvet couch that I'm sitting on, I bought for a hundred bucks because it doesn't matter how much money I ever have in life, I love a good deal and I have a hard time paying for anything at full price. If you are new here, I am Lena. I am a mom of three and I've been sharing my renovations of my forever home on YouTube and social media pretty much for the past two years. For a long time, lived in very tiny homes that were not glamorous. The chance to renovate this forever home has nothing to do showing off or trying to be braggadocious. You can really make your dreams come true and this house is the manifestation of all of our hard work and trust and belief and sacrifice coming to being. It's never to be show-offy. It's really just to help inspire. Number one passion in life is creating a nurturing and loving home for my family. How do we get here? How did we get here? How did I get to a place where people just think that I'm a bored housewife with lots of money? We gotta roll it back. We gotta roll it way back pregnant with my first child eight years ago, well, nine years ago, I was pregnant with him. Being in a house that we thought we were gonna live in for about 10 years, I was working a corporate sales job. I had also just gotten into real estate and I have a problem with not settling in life. I noticed that my husband was pretty bored in his general practice and I really urged him to go back to becoming a surgeon and it was a huge risk. We had a nice cushy life. Um, we both had great jobs. We had bought this great house that we were thinking we were gonna live in for 10 years and have our first baby. And we decided to completely turn our life upside down, go from two good incomes to living on his very, very, very modest and small residency salary for the next four years. And we basically took our savings, which was not much because we had just paid for a wedding, and we took any profit we made from the sale of our house and used that to hopefully get us through the next four years without taking more loans out. So we left our house, we moved into this 1300 square foot townhouse, and this was actually my very first renovation project. And at the time, I remember just spending hours, hours and hours designing how I was gonna take this very dark, dingy 1970s, townhouse and make it feel like a comfortable, cozy place that we were going to raise our family for the next four years. I had to be scrappy with figuring out how to come up with the money to renovate that. And we hired a guy and we did, you know, modest things, but it was the first renovation project that I did and I felt so proud of it. Like I said, we were broke, broke as a joke because we took the money that we had to kind of renovate this and then we went to making his residency salary and because we moved somewhere that I didn't have any type of support system, no childcare, I didn't want to put my six month old baby in daycare. I tried to commute back and forth to the city from across the state a few times so that I can make some extra money. And it became so overwhelming that we just had to, I really had to decide that I was just gonna let go of every single luxury that I was used to having so that I could be at home so I wasn't stressing myself out. So what did that look like? What did it look like being really 
broke, basically living on a tiny, tiny residency salary with small babies. It looked like trying to do everything imaginable that was free that I could entertain myself using whatever resources that I had. And a lot of my DIY was born out of necessity because I didn't have the money to buy anything. We had no money to buy furniture. So that's when I started re restoring and refinishing furniture. I remember I bought a coffee table and that was like one of the first things that I did for that tiny townhome. Then I bought a little tiny chair set for my son and I painted that. I painted my first vanity. I built a barn door. And this is where I kind of started out of necessity of not having things, not having money to hire and do it doing it myself. And I remember being in our small little tiny, tiny kitchen. I mean, gosh, this kitchen was probably like maybe 150 square feet. And I had a bed in there that I was, cause we didn't have a garage. We had no garage, we had no backyard. We were living in this tiny condo and I had a bed in there that I was painting to put in our second child's nursery. He didn't sleep in it. It was like a little day bed because we didn't have a guest room either. So I remember I found this off a of Facebook marketplace and I was literally painting it in my kitchen because that was the only place that I had to paint it. I couldn't afford any furniture. I remember I found a $400 dresser at the anthropology outlet and it felt like there was no way I could afford that. I had done a few things on the side to try to make extra money, like any real estate that I could do. But again, I lived in a city where I didn't know anyone and I had a small babies and no one to help me with them. But I found an amazing mentor there who let me run some of his social media. So I was able to earn some extra income. That way I tried all different sorts of things. I tried network marketing. I tried getting my insurance license. I was resourceful. So I would find these things and I would and come up with whatever I could to try to make this very nurturing and loving and comfortable home. Another way that we've really gotten to this point of being <laughs> like broke with small babies to now being in our forever dream home, a dream home, renovating it, doing things I never could have imagined we do we've done is making some sacrifices for four years, living very, very modest, meager, below our means, paycheck to paycheck, nothing extra, using that time, working hard, getting to a place where my husband became trained and more valuable so that when he got out, we would have a better you know, life than we had before. But there was that sacrifice in between. I'm a spiritual person, I believe in God. I feel like I've heard on several occasions God telling me to do something. And when I followed his prompting of something that seems crazy, it has always elevated me to another level that I didn't see coming. So when we had this tiny townhome that we were living in, again, my background's real estate. I was kind of poking around the real estate market so I knew what was happening. And I was at a friend's house one day and I was driving through her neighborhood, which was a very beautiful neighborhood. And again, I'm looking at these houses thinking, oh gosh, I can't even imagine one day, maybe I'll have something like this. And I swear, you know, I don't know if you, I don't hear God's like audible voice, but I heard God say to me, go home, get your town home ready to sell. And that made zero sense to me because we had a whole nother year of residency. We had a year and a half left of residency. Why would we sell our town home? That makes no sense. And I just, he kept, kept urging me, go home, paint your entire townhome by yourself, get it ready to sell. And so I told my husband, I go, I know you're going to think that I'm crazy. I actually don't even think I told him. I think I just started 
painting and doing things because I felt like he's gonna think I'm crazy if I tell him to do this. But if I go ahead and get it in a space that it's ready to put on the market, market and I was thinking, man, we could sell this now. We can make a really good profit and maybe we can find something to rent during our last year here. And we had these like, I mean, our townhome was just like a little two squares stacked on top of each other with these really steep stairs. So having a two children under the age of two at that time, those stairs were like really treacherous and there was no room. I mean, we were so crammed in there and I was just dreaming like maybe we could find a place to rent that has a little bit of a yard. So I followed this intuition and I got the house ready to sell. And because I was in real estate, I kind of started shopping this townhome around quietly. And I told some people, hey, I think I might sell my townhouse. And lo and behold, another agent that I knew had a buyer looking for this exactly what we were selling. So we were able to do this market off, able to do a deal off market. That gave us money to then find a house to rent. And I remember we rented this house and it was $1,300 a month. And I remember thinking, how are we gonna afford this $1,300 a month house? But it's a ranch and it has a yard and it would be so much space for the kids. It's 1,500 square feet. <laughs> You know, but the layout was so much better than our small townhouse. And I just remember thinking, how in the world are we going to afford this? That's where we were at. Affording $1,300 a month was not feasible for us. The only way we were able to do it is taking that profit from the sale of our townhouse and that paid for our rent for next year. So I calculated that and I told my husband, I said, look, if we sell the townhouse, we have enough money to pay for rent for this next year. And so we took a leap of faith and we did it. And that again, leverage allowed us to leverage all of the next steps that eventually put us here. So because we found that house to rent in our last year, when that last year was up, I started looking at real estate for where we were moving next to do a fellowship. And I thought, okay, if we can find a house that I can just fix up cosmetically, we can live there for the two years that we're gonna be there and then we can sell it and we can make a profit. So I found a house in a gray area this was, this was way, this was again, four years ago before the market just went like crazy. But again, it was a big leap of faith because it was like, oh, can we afford this? Can we afford this much? And we bought it and it needed work. And at that point I had to had my third baby. So now we have three kids under the age of five. We've moved to a house that needs work. I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I thought, okay, I can paint. It needed a completely remodeled kitchen. I had never remodeled a kitchen before, but just something inside me told me, you know what, I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna see if my dad can help me a little bit. I wanna do this. And then I got caught up with, again, being concerned about trying to make money because we were coming out of residency and I thought, oh God, when we get out of residency, that first year is gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be so stressful. It was so much more stressful. I don't know why. We were coming out with a lot of debt. We had small babies. We were in a new place. We were very financially strapped. And so I tried to get back into real estate. My sister and I also, side note, and I can tell a different story, had started a business selling um, organic beauty products. I had gotten myself way in over my head financially with that and had to figure out how I was gonna pay off, pay that off in some ways. And so I went back to real estate and then the pandemic hit. And I found myself at home, caretaker of three small kids, not able to sell real estate. I shifted, I did a little um, 
social media management for some real estate agents. Again, try and figure out how I can make some extra money to help pay off our debts. And then I just felt like God was just pulling on my heart and he was just telling me to focus on my family, which seemed crazy because for the first time in like four or five years, I had something really good going. Even though the pandemic forced me to stop selling my real estate career, I was pretty good at social media. So I leveraged that and I started running social media for three or four real estate firms and I was making like $6,000 a month from home. Never made that type of money. You know, I made that in my corporate job, but not ever as a mom. And I thought, God, why right now? Why would you tell me to stop doing this when this money seems easy? But my middle son was experiencing a lot of um, neurological and developmental issues at this time. And so I could not answer to all these other people and be mom. And I had to let go of that money. And it was really scary because again, money for a long time made me feel secure. We were having all these debts we had to pay off. And I just felt like he was telling me, just trust me, I'm gonna lead you to something better. If you listen to me, if you walk away from this, if you leave this money, if you focus on your family, I'm gonna increase you. At the time, my husband was out of his surgical, surgical residency. We were going to do a fellowship. So we were making money, but not as much money as if he would have just gone right out to work. But some things lined up and he ended up taking a job and it was for a lot less than a lot of his colleagues made, but it was just some circumstances surrounding uh, deciding to do that. Again, big leap of faith. It looked like taking a lot of money upfront less but we took it. We just felt like God was pointing us in that direction. We were living in a house that I, I just started renovating the kitchen. Again, something, this tug on my heart was saying, you're gonna sell this house. You're gonna sell this house. You're not gonna stay here. You're gonna sell this. I'm gonna lead you to the next place. And it, it was like that for about a year. And I kept saying to myself, why? Like, I'm not gonna leave this place. This is great. It's a, it's a great house. It's super affordable for us. It's not everything we want. It's not our forever home, but it's gonna work. And I just kept feeling like, nope, nope, I've got something better for you. Something that you don't know how you would get it, but I have it for you. And I remember being in real estate, I'm just always like in the MLS, just looking. My husband's like, are you looking at another house? And I just always like to know what's going on. I was in the MLS and I came across this property. I was like, what? Where is this? What is this house? It was so unique. I'd never seen anything like it in our area. And I thought this can't be by us. It's got a lot of land. And then I looked at the photos and I was like, oh my God, did someone die? Like, what is this place? Is it an estate sale? Is it a foreclosure? It was so weird. It was like iPhone camera pictures. And then like all the mirrors were gone. The lighting was gone. It was weird. And I thought to myself, gosh, if I had that money, because even though it was weird, it was a lot of house and it was more than I could ever imagine buying or spending on a house. And I just remember thinking, man, I don't, if I, if I could, if I had that money, man, I would love that house. That would be my dream. I would renovate it. It would be everything. So that was about three or four months that I had just seen this and in my heart thinking again, we can't afford that. We, we can't afford that. There's no way. And I just kept watching it and they kept dropping the price and they kept dropping the price a little more. And as they were dropping some price, some things happened with my husband's job where he got a pretty big 
salary raise that we didn't expect. But again, he had worked really hard. He came in humble. He didn't demand a lot. He took a lot less and that paid off for him. And because I was supporting him, because I had stepped away and thought, okay, you know what? I'm really going to support you. I'm going to step away from my real estate career. I'm going to try not to be so focused on making the money, but just supporting you so you can do the best in your career and our family can be happy. We ended up coming into something we didn't expect. And so when that happened and they were simultaneously like dropping the price of this place, I told my husband, I go, I really want to show you something. And this is that because the real estate market was starting to like go up, go up, go up. We came and we looked at it and he thought, there's no way we can afford this place. Why are you showing me this? And I told him what it cost and he was very surprised. He was like, wait, what? But I still didn't think we could make it happen. However, I did the same thing I did in that tiny little townhouse three or four years earlier. And I went home and I started renovating it because something was telling me, if you want that, you've got to get this place ready to sell. If you sell this, maybe you can get to there. And so I just went home and I remember in like a three week period, I completely, well, we started a little of the kitchen renovations, but I just told myself, I go, I can't sell this place unless I have a renovated kitchen. And I had never done countertops. I had never really done tile. And I just went after it because there was a driving force in my heart saying, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't see the money. I don't see how this is going to happen, but I'm just going to do whatever I can to maybe leverage this. So I did that same exact thing, fixed up the house we were in, spent very little money to do so, just learned, had some help of my dad and shopped the house privately, <laughs> got an offer for more than I thought we would get. I mean, by the skin of our teeth, being able to leverage that house, knowing some things about taking out a mortgage and having not to have certain types of down payments and just leveraging my real estate knowledge. And I know my, my husband, he would tell me so many times, he goes, we're buying this house on smoke and mirrors. Do you see that? And I was like, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's just leverage. It's knowing how to leverage the mortgage industry and the real estate industry. And that everything we had, every single penny, it was the scariest thing we've ever done to try to buy this house. And it worked out. And over the past course of the two years, we've been renovating it. And yes, we've been pouring money into it, but a little at a time. Renovating this house one room at a time because that's what we could afford to do. We couldn't buy this house and then renovate it and then move in. It was like, oh no, all we can afford to do is buy it and then we'll have to fix it up a little bit at a time as we can afford to do it. So while you might come across my renovation videos and think, geez, this is a bored housewife with too much money. Why would you take these things and change it? The truth is I'm doing a lot of the work myself that I can afford to do, especially for the past two years, because again, out of necessity, I, I do those things. If you come to our house, the majority of the furniture is furniture that I have bought and renovated off of Facebook marketplace because we can't afford, because we couldn't afford furniture. We bought a house. We couldn't afford furniture. We bought our other houses. Couldn't afford furniture. We still have it. The dining room table is one that I renovated off Facebook marketplace. The couch that I'm sitting on is renovated off Facebook marketplace. I look around half the toys in here, Facebook marketplace. And so I think it's easy when you come to somebody's point in their life right now to go, Oh, Wow, she must have married rich. She must be a trust fund baby. She must have these things. That's not it at all. It's starting off on a place of being fortunate enough to have an education and to further educate yourself, but then also being willing to make those sacrifices and live meagerly and live below your means and then trusting intuition, leveraging real estate 
to continue to, to increase um, what you're able to do and afford. And now the same thing, we're renovating this house and we're doing a little bit at a time because we're you know, saving our money and paying for it. But then the plan is we have an entire upstairs we have to finish. But once we finish the existing house, we can then take it, we can take it to a bank, we can have them reappraise it, and then we can do what's called a HELOC loan, which is the difference. So let's say you owe a certain amount on your mortgage, a mortgage company comes out and says it's worth this. Let's say you have $250,000 in equity. I can take 80% of that $250,000 in equity and renovate the rest of my house, increasing its value by you know 30 or 40%, which is a huge return. And again, that's leveraging real estate for wealth. So it's not that I'm just some bored housewife with too much money, it's that I have chosen to forgo my own career aspirations that actually I didn't even love, but I just thought I needed to do because I was worried about how to make money. And now serving my family and serving this home and renovating it is how I'm hoping to help build our wealth, not just spend it. So again, if you're watching this video and you're thinking to myself, I'm broke, I can barely afford anything, there's no way that I'll ever live in an amazing house one day, there's no way I'll ever type to drive that car, I wanna tell you that I was that person and I had to do a few things. I, one, had to trust, trust, learn to trust. And I always was trying to make it happen. I was thinking, I can't trust, I can't wait, I can't wait for my husband's career to pl plan out and play out. I gotta figure out a way to go make it happen and make all this money. And then I was just stressing myself out and actually probably spending money instead of making money on my efforts. And then I had to trust just to let, let it go and walk away and change my mindset around money because for so long I had this like scarcity mindset and I was so worried and I was so stressed out about every bill and everything that was coming and asking my husband to pay for anything because I thought if it's something I got myself into, especially that other business I told you about, I have to figure out how to pay it off. And so I had to change my mindset around money instead of being so tight and holding on so tight, I just had to let it go and I had to realize that it was an energy. and. I also had to realize it wasn't necessarily my way to figure out the how, but the what, and look for those opportunities. You know, you're not gonna just sit back. I didn't just sit back and go, God, send me money. God gave me some prompting and he said, work hard, renovate that house by yourself, <laughs> paint that house by yourself, even though you have two babies, find the time, leverage that. So it's taking these opportunities, being patient, making sacrifices that have helped got us to this point that you're seeing now. So if you're watching this, I just hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you know that your life can be whatever you want it to be if you're willing to make some sacrifices and get uncomfortable. And let me tell you, I think a lot of people thought we were crazy when we sold a house, left our jobs to go live on $40,000, I think, when we went. So we both left six-figure careers and went and lived on that for the next four years in a very modest means with no extra things and, and no luxuries, really. I guess I just wanna bring awareness to how valuable homemakers are because I'm not a bored housewife just spending my husband's money. I think I'm a homemaker taking whatever resources I have to create a loving and nurturing environment that in the end is, an, is acting as an investment and helping build our wealth as a family. So thanks for being here and I'll see you in the next video.